Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with episode 29 the book 27 yep, 29 oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was getting it you were right and I was wrong I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it <laughs> every fortnight week there's something we're never going to get our heads around mm, it properly sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we're as bad as each other in fairness uh, so yeah it's it's book 27 it is and it is love struck and it is one of the classics it's a doozy this is one of the yeah. ones that when I was in my late teens reading and mocking Sweet Valley High books. <laughs> this was a very popular book in the Carey household. My <laughs> sister Jenny and I, this was one that we did like to take the piss out of oh. mercilessly, mercilessly. Big fans. <laughs> and uh, Which is why the cover tagline is burnt into our brain. Can you give it to us? <laughs> I can indeed. Will Suzanne succeed in changing Ken? Well, this is another Because eh, temporarily mm. she changes yeah. his behaviour. yeah. But, but can she change the true essence <gasps> of Ken? Can anyone? No. <laughs> and why would you want to? Indeed. <laughs> and the back tagline is madly in love. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, they are quite yeah. mad. That's true. Yeah. So here's the blurb. Okay. No one at Sweet Valley High can believe that football star Ken Matthews has fallen in love with super sophisticated Suzanne Hanlon. Mm. Suzanne likes poetry, gourmet food and art films, <gasps> while Ken's idea of a good time is listening to rock and roll and eating pizza. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The fact that those are like the sign of some sort of like... <laughs> Two people couldn't be more what different. Did... <laughs> He's like someone out of a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> Oh God! Okay. Mm, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> Elizabeth Wakefield. Elizabeth Wakefield <laughs> knows that snobbish Suzanne is wrong for Ken. What did she do with you, nosy oh, bitch? <laughs> but Ken seems to be blindly in love with Suzanne and is willing to do anything she wants. Can anyone help Ken come to his senses before he gets hurt? <gasps> well, eh, that really helps him come to his senses. It sort of happens. Um, so uh, the cover is. Absolutely one of my all-time favourite covers. It and is it is hilarious. Fantastic. Please describe it. With pleasure. If you can. <laughs> so it's Suzanne and Ken. Suzanne mm-hmm. is very lovingly got her arms around Ken, like a hand on his neck, a hand on his chest. She's yeah. gazing lovingly up oh, at him. Oh, so lovingly. She's also the image of a young Joan Cusack. Oh. Don't you think? Oh. I'm getting major Joan Cusack off that face. She's 
Yeah, she's got a slightly more sort of upturned nose. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Wow, now you've said it. Uh-huh. She's looking pretty good. She's very pretty. Oh, she looks lovely. She's, she's got great makeup, actually. She, the makeup is good, but she's got that kind of floofy hair. Yes. But not the good floofy. No. It's <laughs> like more, wispy fringe. It's more sort of shied princess dye. Sort yes. Of in the yeah, 80s yeah. hair. She's wearing pearls because mm-hmm. she's 40. Yes, and sophisticated. <laughs> Ken, Ken Oh, Ken. <laughs> Sexy idiot Ken, my God. <laughs> he is wearing a tank top. A vest to us. A vest, yes. Uh, he's got a little like chain around his neck. I just noticed that. Yeah, yeah what's that? Chain. Don't know what that is. Um, his hair. His hair is windswept and blonde. He's, uh, he's gazing forlornly off into the middle distance. Yeah, he's not looking at her. He, no, he doesn't look too happy at all. No. Is this, uh, remember the, really last, the last book they were saying he looked like he was enchanted and miserable at the same yeah, time? I think this is it. This is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Though he's a bit enchanted because his body is still turned to That's her. True. Yeah. So he's still mm. up for something. Yeah, so this kind of nails it, I think. And, and he's very uh, burly. He's, he's, he's quite burly. <laughs> He's got those shoulders. He's got massive Schwarzenegger arms. arms. Yeah, he's got those big quarterback arms. Yeah, he's a bit arms. scared. Is too burly? He's a big dude. Yeah, he's like a sort of, you know, you expect him to like lift somebody up on a chair. Like, <laughs> Even like Gaston. Just yeah. like doing bench pressing triplets on a bench. <laughs> oh, if only that took place. Oh my God. Mm. So, well, I think we need, now it's time to get stuck in Okay. Feast of Joy. Let's do it. So it starts off awesomely where Liz is by the pool. And lots of you have started with them by the pool. Oh, they? that's true. They have. Yeah. Wow. Actually, yeah, they really have. Yeah. I think <laughs> the last two. Yeah. Um. So she's trying to sort of drown out the sound of Jess just going on and on and on about running the centennial celebration picnic. Which, which is understandable because... I think I looked back and like this whole centennial nonsense started like nine books ago. Oh my God, is it that long? It has been going on since <gasps> then. <laughs> so I they had not... their stupid carnival yeah. run by children. Yeah. <laughs> that shit But they were like building stalls oh, in their bare hands. It was so ridiculous. But yeah, it's been going on since then. And, they, and, they, and they've only just got somebody to run the picnic like a week ago. Like, yeah. No, actually, it's less than a week it's ago. It's only days, I'd say, isn't it? Yes, because Bruce asked Jessica to do it while they were pretty much in the middle of their rescue attempt of the morrows. <laughs> the hostage situation. Yeah. It's like they took a quick break to sort out, you know, the admin for this picnic. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that when yeah. we finished rescuing these three people who've been kidnapped. <laughs> um, so Liz is uncharacteristically drained after experiencing a trauma. Normally, she just bounces Imagine. right back. Yeah. Even she was kidnapped herself. She was just, less traumatized yeah. than this. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> So uh, we get a recap of the last book. Yeah. And there's a great bit where Liz literally dives underwater and stays there for like nearly a minute to just stop. Get away from Jessica droning on. (laughs) So obviously there's twin comparison. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jess is blathering on about whether she'll have a band or not. Oh, maybe the droids will be busy. Oh, can't she afford to pay them? And Liz suggests, well, the droids probably do it for free. And Jess is like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea. Like, it's not the most obvious thing in the world to ask the droids. But also, fucking pay your artists yes do <laughs> do like, not ask them to do it for free I know though of course for the love of Sweet Valley well their civic pride it is the greatest cause it. of all yes exactly and she Liz says well they may not be free uh, reminding her of this and Jess basically says well of course they'll be free because if you're not working at this event you're going to be at it because it's so amazing <laughs> so what else would you be doing the yeah. entire population of Sweet Valley is going to be there and actually this is true yeah. so fair enough and then oh good lord mm-hmm. She wants Liz to man, so to speak, mm-hmm. the kissing booth. Mm-hmm. 
which is the creepiest fucking thing ever. Oh, so gross. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And she says, you're the most logical choice. What guy in Sweet Valley wouldn't pay a dollar to give Jessica Wakefield's twin a kiss? Uh. And Elizabeth is like, that job doesn't sound bad. All right, I'll do it. Why? Why? <laughs> sounds horrible. It's like, you know, finding people who engage in sex work of their own free will. But this is just like, she's 16. Like, this is dodgy as Fuck, you should not be. It's quite creepy, but I will say it's equal opportunities creepy because they do oh, rope yeah. in a boy as well yeah, to do, do like the boy half of the kissing It movie. is so <laughs> gross and but inappropriate. Kind of I cannot believe the school thinks this is all right. Yeah. Uh, so, Liz, I shall do it. <laughs> and she starts asking Liz to do other stuff and Liz is like, hey, aren't you meant to be running this? And Jess is like, I'm delegating. Yeah. And there's a great bit where it turns out she's got Lila to be her assistant, but Lila doesn't know that she's just an assistant. Yeah, she's, she's given like, her some kind of fancy title. <laughs> yes. And uh, Liz is not persuaded by Jess, even though Jess is saying, this is a noble cause, the cause of Sweet Valley, civic pride. But Liz is unconvinced because she's working on a special centennial edition. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> like every issue is just a pie and a praise to Sweet Valley yeah. um, it's a special edition of the Oracle yeah so Alice emerges and calls them double trouble uh-huh. my notes say she deserved that they abandoned her like two books ago <laughs> <laughs> so um, there is a kind of amazing bit where Alice sits in the deck chair and says so what's on the agenda for this afternoon we're daring rescues foiling an assassination plot or are you two just going to try something simple like taking over a small country (laughs) that is pretty good (laughs) I think that's that ghostwriter getting a little dig in Uh, about the ridiculousness (laughs) so um, we learn again that Ken poor old stupid Ken Ken. is fading English (laughs) He has one more assignment. Yeah, he's got like a, a short story, a short story, a short, short story. story due in on Wednesday. So if he gets a good grade on that, he'll be able to play in this exhibition game. Everyone's really caught up with this whole football game, but like it's an exhibition game, so it doesn't actually fucking matter oh, who yeah. wins. Yeah, like, yeah. It's literally just a game for the sake of it. Yeah, it's not part of any. They're not going to win anything. I didn't even register that. It's not part of a league of any sort. It's just like a sh- it's, it's like entertainment. It's an exhibition game. It yeah. means nothing. <laughs> but the whole school are. Obsessed with yeah, it. Everybody just needs to fucking chill. To the extent that they are breaking Ken's confidences and yeah. bringing in Bruce into meetings with his English teacher. Oh my God. Because Bruce is in he- head of the centennial <laughs> school <laughs> celebrations. So, um, yeah, uh, a short story is a very tough assignment to give. Mm. You know, it's not like it's a regular English essay. Like, some people just aren't... Yeah, do they mean an essay? Like, cause No, because I mean... it is a story. It was oh, very yeah. specifically fiction. That's true. So they don't have a choice. So, because actually at one stage somebody points out that Ken did quite well in other English assignments. Right, okay. And he's just... He just really, yeah, got like a... He just can't... He doesn't, he's not a he's not a creative type. No, yeah. But why not? He's doing his own thing. Yeah. Um. So Liz wants to help him and Jess makes a jibe about Suzanne and we get another reminder of his of her snooty ways and Ken's down-to-earth habits. And there was no mention of his water skiing, which was so prevalent just a few books ago. (laughs) So um, we get another, you know, Jess mentions Suzanne being in Pi Beta Alpha. We get another reminder that Liz is in in the sorority in name only. Why are you still in it? Uh, Just leave the fucking thing. I know, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. But yeah, but then it's also like, oh, Elizabeth didn't share Jessica's dislike for Suzanne. But like, you wouldn't fucking think so the way she goes on about her. You clearly <laughs> don't like you her. You clearly do not I like her. I think this she girl. seems a threat because they're a bit similar. Yeah. In many ways. They're both mm. judgmental. Yes, very true. They're both self styled intellectuals. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they're a bit too close to comfort for comfort. <laughs> so interfering Liz 
rings Ken and offers to help him. And he agrees. Yeah, he's actually quite relieved um, because he doesn't want to talk about it with Suzanne because he feels like he'll be letting her down if she knows yeah. that he's failing English and he's just kind of embarrassed. Yeah, which is kind of it's sad. Um, it is. So, yeah, he's like, yes, Liz, help me out. Brilliant. Yeah. And we cut to Ken's point of view. He's all stressed because the Palisade Pumas, every time I see them, I think, I can't remember if this is a book that we've done already or is it one of the later ones, but it's when there's some sort of like gang war between the schools or rivalry between the schools and the mean graffiti that the Sweet Valley Boys write is, Palisade Pumas purr like kittens. Like, oh, is it trash Burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that is further in. It's like a mini series that they it have. It is. It's like a, a big school, school war. war. Yeah. Which is incredible yeah. and hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so yeah, he's stressed about this because Palisade Pumas are always tough opponents and he's really feeling the pressure. And uh, yeah, there's a hilarious recap of the meeting that Bruce oh was there God. with, as my notes say, for no reason. Literally no In, reason. The committee is not enough, as oh my, my notes say in all caps. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, because he's thinking back about the meeting and he's like, um, yeah, cause so the coach was there, Mr. Collins was there, all fine. Yeah. But then it's like, Ken knew they meant trouble and he knew his grades had been slipping. Bruce Patman was also there. And that seemed a little strange <laughs> until Ken remembered that Bruce was the student president of the Centennial Committee. It's like, no, no, Ken, that's still strange. He should not have been there. You were correct. Like, Yeah, do not let them. What the fuck? Well, we know that they don't have a normal curriculum. No, that's they true. They are let off school at the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised. Oh, God. That somebody's academic career is linked <laughs> with their social activities. But it's so like bad. The, but like bringing in a classmate who like really has no business being there. Oh, it's, it's like... Insane. It's just to totally humiliate Ken, basically. I know. It's absolutely like disgraceful. Ken's grades are none of Bruce's business. And, and there's so mean. There's a hilarious bit. Mr. Collins is talking about like Ken's uh, grades and he's been very distracted in class. And then uh, Mr. Collins goes... You're not dumb, Ken. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Collins stated, in the fair way, that wow. he made him a favourite of the <laughs> students. <in Sweet. laughs> Jesus Christ, if that's what it takes fair, that they don't actively say you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're not actually a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but, well done. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's all like, that's the problem. You're not working up to your potential. So mm. he has actually been ignoring his studies he has but also like there is so much pressure on like this one person to win this entire game which oh, seems incredibly unfair it's incredibly unprofessional and they continue the to put pressure on him because like they, he knows it, it's all kind of riding on him yeah but then they're also like oh you know we're talking about the exhibition game for the centennial Ugh. it's going to put a damper on the whole celebration if we lose that game we need Ken to win it he's like, 16 why are you saying this like the whole town can't have you know it'll spoil their celebration yeah this one boy doesn't play Jesus Christ the town could put their big boy pants on and get on with it like, yeah. and also have their the fucking pressure picnic. on Ken even if he plays in it oh my God. he's going to like have to you know be miraculously yeah. good <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. It's so much pressure. It's really lousy. Like It's, it's way all too much terrible. They're yeah. terrible. Well, we know they're terrible. School. We know they're terrible, yeah. Mm-hmm. That administration is the worst. It, yeah, and it always has been. Mm-hmm. So they all ask Mr. Collins to postpone Ken's, uh, I suppose, anything that tests his grade yeah. until after the committee, but um, or after the centennial um, celebrations. Uh, but Mr. Collins is all like, no, suddenly I'm a sticker for the rules, even yeah. though I bring in students to. He, uh, hear other students yeah I can't go make exceptions uh, it's like you're always making exceptions yeah. for people <laughs> yeah my god yeah like didn't you tell Max that he didn't have to do a proper test yeah after he, he could just like take it another time or whatever yeah. like there's always shit yes. like that yeah god damn it Mr. Collins 
normally <laughs> I'm no consistency with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally I think he's quite a good teacher, but yeah. no, not now. No, Sometimes he's terrible. Sometimes. Like everyone, when he everyone told has their he, moments. Yeah, like when he told everybody to give Bruce a second chance, that was bad. That was bad, yeah. yeah. Um, but Ken is hoping that with Liz's help, he can triumph. Yeah. Um, and there's an amazing, oh, this is incredible. So Ken, uh, while thinking, well, okay, Liz can help me save the day, yeah. is on his way out and he meets Suzanne. Mm-hmm. She's so gorgeous, he gets chill. <gasps> He's got chills. He's, they're multiplying. Yeah, <laughs> and he is losing control. <laughs> so uh, she's um, she's talking about her, her you know, Asking him, is, is he in a hurry? And says, father's picking me up in a few minutes. Because of course she calls her dad father. Oh yeah. And then she says her French test was a breeze. <laughs> but it was hard to understand Miss Dalton's <laughs> northern French accent. Okay. It's so difficult for me to understand Miss Dalton's accent sometimes. She has this northern French accent and it sounds like ducks cracking. And poor Ken, the sad sap. <gasps> he laughs with Suzanne, even though he had no idea what she was oh, talking about. Ken. <laughs> Don't laugh along with her jokes. It wasn't even a good joke. No, it was a mean joke. It was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, sorry that her authentic accent is yeah. regional. Oh, fucking hell. Like, yours is so fucking perfect. Like, yeah. I was, you know, anyway. I know. But, like, I guess, yeah, we're supposed to, like, think she's a snob and yes, whatever. Yes, which she is. But then, there's times where she actually has a sense of humour. Yeah, that's so true. So, she's not really that bad sometimes. Yeah, like, so for most of the book, she's actually okay. She's, she's just... actually kind of fine, and so are her family. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are because you kind of expect her family to be terrible. You, just, you expect usually, it to be like the Patmans. Yes, yeah, so usually like there's a dinner scene with a rich family; they're terrible, and, like, and they're absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um. So we learned that Suzanne isn't a big fa- a football fan, yeah. unlike most of the other kids. She knew. must be the only one. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This is why I feel weirdly sympathetic for her because yeah. I was in that school. The idea that I would be expected to go, yeah. to matches, to give a shit about every single game, yeah, yeah would. I would send me insane. Like, it would make me way more likely to just go, fuck the lot of you. Fuck this, I'm out of here. So... Go to Palisades. But, oh, they're, they're just as bad, though. I, I think there's no escape. So, um, yeah, the idea, like, that it's a, it's sort of presented as being a character flaw, that she's not, like, rah, rah, rah. She's not a team player. She's yeah. not up to the... She doesn't care about school sports. Yeah. School spirit. Yeah. Um, so... She asks him to dinner to meet her family and he knows he should be working on a story but he doesn't say this yeah. because, you know, she doesn't know anything about his... Yeah, she doesn't know he's having issues with his grades or whatever and he's just like, wants to keep it from her. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come to dinner. Yeah. And uh, he turns up in his... Her dad turns up to collect him in his Rolls Royce <laughs> Silver Shadow and Kelly's like, nice car. Yeah. What does your dad drive when he wants to impress people? And she jokes, oh, we take the newer roles. This one's our second card. She winks at him. Yeah. She's got a sense of humour. She is quite funny in places, yeah. Like, she's more interesting than do. a lot of the saps. That's true. Like, they do have little nice jokey moments yeah. between the two of them, yeah. Where it's not, you know, it seems like it is a bit two-sided. So she is, the whole problem is that she doesn't respect what he's interested in, yes. which is really bad. Yeah, no, it is. But she's not a monster. Not for most of it. I think towards yeah. the end, it's the like they suddenly is. kind of flip her into an, a villain and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then Ted is, well, anyway, we won't yeah, spoil we'll it, but yes. Yeah. Um, so we learn that even though Ken doesn't understand classical music and art, mm-hmm. he loves how enthusiastic Suzanne is. That is good. That's nice. He likes yeah. that. Now, if only she could be reciprocating it. Yeah, it's a pity it's only a one-way street, but yeah. yeah. And as my notes say, what is the difference between her and judgmental Liz? It was literally sneering at somebody who had like two piercings in oh ears. my god yeah People very true um, so he gets into his car and he puts out a tape that Mo- that Suzanne gave but it's Mozart mm. <gasps> and the concert nearly um, 
he went to a concert of Mozart music the evening the previous week and Ken nearly fell asleep he had oh. to struggle to stay awake <laughs> but he told Suzanne that he enjoyed it so she gave him the tape and like yeah. any time she's been in the car with them he's played the tape and said how much he liked it and he's like that's okay isn't it yeah <laughs> it's like you should stick to your own tastes uh, you've given it a chance but then he chose, chooses another tape and the raucous sounds of the Rolling Stones <laughs> the only Fan that they like when Jessica was having fantasies about being in a club and Mick oh, yeah. Jagger Mick was Jagger. Like, May I have this dance and oh, Mick God. Jagger. Um, the whole idea as well that you can't like classical music and know. you know even as a teenager like when I was a teenager I was listening to like riot girl bands mm. that were just you know sounded like a guitar being played. It against a bucket in a shed <laughs> constantly and but I also would like you know listen to a bit of Mozart when I was studying calm yeah, my yeah. brain dead you can like both yeah but Anna, you can like pizza and go no food. no it's Sweet Valley you can only have one interest oh that's true that's yeah. the rule that has been Elizabeth confirmed. Wakefield will put you right back in your box if you try to like that, more than one thing at a time that is true if you have broad tastes <laughs> yeah. forget about it so Ken uh, Ken does realise that uh Suzanne wouldn't approve of his 30-year-old musical taste. 20-year-old, actually. Yeah, But yeah, he also kind of knows that like, as long as he and Suzanne were together, they'd never go to the beach disco or a rock concert. It's like, oh, what's Suzanne? Yeah, (laughs) a little Suzanne. Loosen up. Do some dancing. Yeah. Um, But then he pictures how beautiful she is and he's like, I will give up anything, even the beach disco. Like he gets mad about her. It's quite sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But she does, she has no respect for his taste. So that is a bad thing. It is bad. So uh, Ken calls over to the Wakefields and he's really stressed for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And yet somehow he agrees to help Jess with the picnic. Why? (laughs) Why? It's (laughs) just stupid. So she tells him like, she knows obviously about his woes. And she tells, how come like, as well, how has Suzanne not heard something about this? And Jessica knows. It how is like it all everyone, over? Yeah. yeah, it is all over the school because other people are talking about it. They know he they was called are. up to the office. That was it because when Elizabeth rang him to offer to help him, he was like, how did you find out about that? And she's like, oh, that isn't important because mm. you know, it's not your business how the Wakefields decide to help you. <laughs> yeah, so they will just descend once they decide you need their their wisdom. Yes. Um. So... Yeah, Jess knows about it, but says with Hemingway Wakefield, oh she'll be grand. He'll be grand. <laughs> Hemingway Wakefield. He recaps his woes yet again. Oh. We know all this. Yeah. And Liz reminds him he was really good at like, doing book reports and yeah. essays. But he's like, well, yeah, that's one thing. That's sort of, you know, stating things. But this uh, yeah. is a story and making up a story and he can't do it. Yeah. Um, neither, you know, as my notes say, loads of people can't write stories and uh, this is a bit mad to base you know an entire failing grade on whether you can write good fiction or not yeah that's it's a lot it's a big ask isn't it in fairness it is and Liz actually offers him some good advice like reading some you know tells him to read some good short stories and sort of look at how they you know what makes them work the structure of them and yeah yeah which is actually very good writing advice oh no it actually is quite good advice and actually Mr. Collins gives some good writing advice later on that's true yeah I think this ghost writer had you know (laughs) delusions and (laughs) Things. <laughs> Don't they know you're supposed to give good advice in Sweet Valley? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so Liz um, gives him her own notes for a short story that she has written. Yeah, because he kind of figures that like just reading a good short story won't be enough. Like for he actually him, yeah. feels like he needs to see it done step by step. Yeah, exactly. That, like yeah. bit by bit that then he can try and just copy the process and get his own one out. So yeah, she gives him like a folder with like a, mm. a secret short story mm. she's written <laughs> and it's got all her notes and outlines and everything so she can kind of, he can follow 
exactly from the first idea yeah. to how it all ended up. And I'm not surprised in the slightest that that's how she writes. That she's <laughs> like got a fucking notice board for the whole like, first five page short story. <laughs> that's not how I write my books. And also the idea that it's like, well, you wrote a good story. Oh yes, well here's one of mine. Oh my she's god, she's up there with like Fitzgerald. No, the great the, oh, oh, you should read an amazing American. story. Here's my amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> the pinnacle of short story writing. <laughs> Clearly, it's one of mine. <laughs> I'm a veritable John Cheever. Oh. So uh, yeah, she tells him this is fair enough. She's like, you know, this is very private. I don't really show my work to people, which yeah. is kind of not true because mm. she literally goes to a reading where she yeah. reads her stupid poems. True, this very episode. Um. Uh, but he says that, you know, you can trust me, I won't share it. Yeah, it's fair enough. So Lila it turns up and we discover she thinks that she is the co-chair. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's got her doing all the work. <laughs> Poor Lila. Yeah. And they, they, this is when they ask Ken to man the boys' kissing booth. Yeah. That's why I now say, none of them will have sex, but they'll do this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's you know oh, it's like so each weird. to their own, but I'm sorry, this is this is weird. fucking weird. It and is. it's something like some girl has to stand there with any boy who turns up and pays a dollar. Mm. Some girl who's like in their class. <laughs> no, like, it also sounds like a great way to get a cold sore. Oh like, my god! Come on. Oh the god! No, she's gonna have to have some injections after yeah. she finishes this. All the flu jabs. <laughs> god knows what else. I'm coming down with a cold right now, Aww. and I feel myself getting <laughs> the thoughts of this aren't helping. <laughs> God, can you imagine the sorts who'd go up and want to get a kiss off and Jesus. wake up? Um, so, uh, yeah, of course, Lila knows all about Ken's woes too. Who doesn't? How does Suzanne not know? <laughs> and then they talk after he goes about, oh, well, Suzanne would obviously dump him. If she knew. Yeah. And they, oh, sorry, here it is. They only agree, Lila and Jess, not to talk about it because they care about Sweet Valley High winning the game so they think that spreading rumours about Ken would like damage his morale or something big picture yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so here is Ken on his way to to Suzanne's mansion which resembles a southern plantation Uh, yeah I read that and I was like Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. That is not good. No, it is not. Yeah, it's a huge white structure that resembled a southern plantation house. And uh, mm, that's a bad buzz. Yes. <laughs> well, especially given Sweet Valley's, you know, race relations. Yeah. Like, oh, good lord. Lack thereof. <laughs> Lack of any racial diversity whatsoever. God. Um, so uh, the door is opened by a stern faced man and he thinks it's Suzanne's dad but it's the butler it's the butler a really rude butler yeah he's, he's a bad butler he's a bad butler he's bad at butling he is because he just scowls at him and he's like my name is Mason sir I'm the butler and it's like alright don't you be so fucking rude yeah your entire job is literally to be polite being to guests ni- yeah being polite to people who turn up at the house yeah and you fail Di- at that dial it down a notch Mason bad Mason <laughs> god we're as bad as, as them <laughs> Yelling at the help! Oh no! But he was rude. There was no need for that. Yeah, that's true. He was. He was very. Poor unf- Ken. He didn't know. Yeah, he was very unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. So they, he's led in. It's kind of an amazing room. It's all white with abstract art. And God, yeah. They actually sound like unlike the rest of the Sweet Valleyans, where everything's like Trump Tower. These actually do sound like kind of you know. <laughs> They're a bit more sophisticated. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but like literally everything is white. There's like artwork on the walls and then all the furniture and furnishings are white. Yeah, it is a bit crazy. And actually, this is another moment where Suzanne is quite likeable because uh, 
Kenna says something like, oh, I feel like I'm in the middle of a blizzard. And she's like, yes, for something like I'm sort of afraid to have people over because in case they get too intimidated. Oh. You know, she's, yeah, she's quite natural and... Kind of takes the piss out of their house. Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, Mr. Hanlon turns up, but he's all glamorous, like he's just stepped out of the pages of Gentleman's Quarterly. And he asks Ken to call him Hank, which is Bruce Patman's dad's name. That is his name, yeah. Is that like all the rich men? They're all called Hank. (laughs) Apparently they are. Hank and Kurt. Yeah, those are the only names. What about Kurt? (laughs) Good boy, John. I don't know what Lila's dad's name is. Uh, George? Oh, it is George Fowler. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Two Hanks, though. Fine. Out of the four, (laughs) four billionaires. Yeah. Um, and this really freaks Ken out when he asks Hank asks him to call him Hank yeah because yeah Ken's parents had always insisted that Ken address adults by their surnames so he felt strange calling him by, calling him Hank basically mm. um, yeah Ken is just really trying to be polite yeah. and you know not fuck this up basically but actually they are really nice they are in fairness like they're not in any way rude they're not like the Hanlons they're sort of welcoming the only time they get a bit ca- not even cagey but Ken starts asking sort of like quite intense questions about their yeah. business practices he's just kind of uh, trying to make small talk and kind of yeah panicking slightly I think because he's yeah. like I just don't want to mess and it's just up. a bit awkward but it's yeah. kind of fine and then um, Suzanne's brother turns up and Suzanne's brother has a drug problem <laughs> he turns up he looks a bit a little rumpled oh yeah and uh, he's introduced his name is Jeffrey yes um, and he's introduced to Ken and Ken shakes his hand and says hi Jeffrey Hi, Jeffrey replied dully, not seeming to care who Ken was. Oh, Jeffrey's out of it. Yes. <laughs> Jeffrey's on the prescription downers. Oh, my God. He's raided his mother's medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just been smoking his breath. But or that. Yeah. yeah, whatever he's... Who could blame him for wanting to escape? Sweet Dollar. body. I know. And while they're on their way to dinner, um, Suzanne tells him, tells Ken, pulls him aside and says, I don't think you should mention football at the dinner table. Yeah. And... Okay, so the reason is that um, he, apparently Hank thinks that schools focus too much attention on sports in school. And in fairness, if my kid was at Sweet Valley High, they've been constantly taking out a lesson to go yeah. to fucking pep rallies. Yeah. I would agree with them. <laughs> he's, so actually, he's got a point. He is not entirely wrong, yeah. No, he's not. Like, he should be <laughs> sneering at sports, but they clearly put way too much attention it's on it. quite a Valley. lot of emphasis on it. It's yeah. deranged. So there's a fancy dining room mm. um, and there's a very long description of it and uh, there's maids and Ken knows how to... See, this is... Ken is pretty posh. Yeah, and wasn't it his house where they had like a lake or something beside it? And oh they my had, God, like, they did because they were parking there one yeah. time. And like he knows... I mean, I don't think when I was 16 and I did know when I was a bit older but that like the rule when you have a load of cutlery and things is just start the outside, start the outside. Away, yeah. yeah. because I tended not to eat anything where there was more than like two spoons <laughs> yeah, yeah fairly obvious which was which yeah um, but yeah uh, he, uh, he he so he knows how to you know eat at a fancy table yeah um, the food is lovely and like Mr. Ha- Mr. What's-His-Face asks him does he go swimming and he's like yes we go out the uh, or go fishing, uh, fishing. Yeah. he's like yes we go out the ocean in a boat it's like huh. what they're clearly living in very rarefied circles. Some more rarefied than I yeah, was. Yeah, because I think there's like, um, when he comes up to the house at first, he's like, oh, he kind of mentions how his family are like comfortable, but that this is another level. Yeah, but you know they are wealth. very but, like, comfortable. They're pretty fancy yeah. themselves. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. But then, 
there's a kind of mad bit which I remember confusing me massively mm-hmm. when I read this in my teens because Ken notices that everybody is eating in a weird way oh yeah but the way they're eating is how we eat oh so they're using their fork and their like they're basic they're you know well I feel bizarre that I have to explain this but <laughs> I did discover later that in uh, you know in America lots of people do eat in a different way right Soon as we just have a fork in the left hand, knife in the right hand, yeah. you cut food up, then you pick it up in your fork in your left hand yeah. that you have just cut up. Yeah. And then you put it in your mouth. Yeah. But <laughs> it is quite normal in America that Ken, which I do find kind of mad, he cuts the food and then switches the fork into his right hand and sort of shovels it up. Oh. Yeah. So I think now what I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you probably do what most of us do, which yeah. is just like, you know, uh, I feel like I might switch between the two every so often, or like, yeah. m- like sometimes it depends what it is. If it's like yeah, risotto it or something, then you just use your just right use your hand, fork. Or, yeah, um, or spaghetti. Yeah. But if it's a knife and fork and you're cutting up like chicken, yeah, I think it's you know left hand, fork, stick the fork <laughs> in your left. Hand. I think I think I do kind of go between the two to be honest. Like I'd chop stuff up yeah. and then chop a bit of it up, yeah, and then just use the fork, yeah. yeah. Well, you're with Ken. But you wouldn't be surprised if you saw somebody using the left. No, like it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I was confused why Ken didn't see, vowed that this was a a weird thing to do. Yeah. Because just you, having the fork and knife and fork in your hands most yeah. of the time just seemed normal. Right. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, well, Ken is baffled by it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's he's... He thinks it's very sophisticated. Mm. So, oh yeah, I had to think about this ten times and think, what do I do? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Like visualize just, like eating it, a chicken, but trying to think back and be like, how do I do that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's too much for Ken. Yeah, and he's uh, he also has a moment where there's like a trout on the table with the head on and everything, and he looks at it and goes, oh yeah, the fish looked embarrassed and out of place. I know how you feel, buddy. <laughs> Except he is not that out of place. He's not really. Apart like, from they started eating in their fancy schmancy yeah. way. But yeah, like, like, he's, like where like Roger, when he was eating with the Patmans, he for sure was all out of place. And, and also they were being dicks. And too. they were being dicks, yeah. yeah. But like, Ken is actually doing fine. Yeah. yeah. He's able to talk about going out on a boat, which I wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, uh, they start chatting about... Shakespeare mm. and actually they don't even do this in an obnoxious way because it turns out that basically Hank's dad was obsessed with Shakespeare and he used yeah. to keep quoting and then it became a joke that they all like then learned a lot of Shakespeare lines and would quote them back as a joke like how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child yeah, yeah. that was in King Lear which I did for my leaving cert so it's burnt into my brain <laughs> <laughs> that will happen but um, like Mr. Hannon says oh yeah you know, don't worry about it. Like most kids of your age, don't much care much for Shakespeare. Yeah, I they don't make it wasn't for my dad. Yeah, they don't make him feel stupid for like not knowing much about. Yeah, and it's obviously like it's a family joke. Yeah, and it's not particular. You know, it's not obnoxious. It's just like something that they got no, off their granddad. because they could be obnoxious and horrible about it. But yeah, it's they're like, not. No, this is fine. We're just having a laugh. It's great. This is just what they do. Yeah. And it's like you know, it's very good. It's good natured. Yeah, but then. Um, uh, Hank starts talking about how. I can't blame him for this. Uh, he says, it never ceases to be amaze me how schools always seem to have plenty of time for things like football, basketball, but real education, forget it. <laughs> Which is true of Sweet Valley High. Oh, well, that is true. They're constantly always like having, you know, riots to keep their football pitch, which is, you know, fair <laughs> enough to keep your football pitch. But they're like let, being let off school to go and 
you know, have yeah. like volleyball. Yeah, but I do feel bad for Ken because then he's like, it's, oh yeah, he's something really on mean. about you know all they want to do is produce more stupid athletes. Yeah, and Ken's kind of sitting there like, well, does that mean I'm an idiot? Yeah, no, that is that is mean and. Yeah. It's, uh, as my notes say, they're honestly not that bad until he makes a job about athletes. Yeah. And Ken thinks, like, sport has taught me a lot. Aww. But he's too intimidated to say anything. Poor Ken. Poor Ken. And afterwards, this is another example of Suzanne not being a bitch. She says um, that she knows her dad upset him and uh, he defend, you know, sort of apologises for a dad. Yeah. And Ken is defending sport and says he doesn't want her to think that she's a dub jock and she's okay about it. She's like, well, I know you're not. Like, you're smart in loads of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, yeah, she says, uh, being smart doesn't have anything to do with how many things you know. It has, it has to do with how you think about the things you do know. Yeah. You've got a great mind. That's a lovely that thing to say lovely, yeah. to somebody who's feeling inadequate. Yeah. So, yeah, she's not that bad. Um, so, Ken meets Bruce and Regina out jogging at night <laughs> when he gets home. And he's so busy with the centennial, uh, Bruce can only jog by night. And it turns out even Regina likes the Hanlons and says, oh yeah, they're really nice. Yeah. So they're not really they're that okay. bad. Yeah. Like their snobbiness about sport is not the worst thing in the world. No, no, it's not. It's not like the the Patlands. No. Uh, it's just, it's not nice. Uh, and it's, it is snobbish and ignorant, but it's like on the not that offensive level of, you know, being a dick. It's yeah. Body, I think. Um, so Ken thinks Regina Bruce are also an unlikely couple who are happy. Like him and Suzanne. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's like, so, you know, we can make this thing work. It's going to be grand. Yeah, exactly. So he's back trying to write his story. And he's at his type... How does he have his own electric typewriter? He's <laughs> an, a typewriter. Yeah. Like, why does he have one? I, I don't know. Why does he need one? Does he just have one for schoolwork? I don't know. But why would he even need that? Surely yeah. they can't demand they type things. <laughs> they were expensive back in the day. That's true. Um, so he's trying to write inspired by Liz, but no joy. Mm. And uh, he procrastinates a lot, which is very realistic. That is, of writing, yeah. actually. It's like, well, I just found something else to do. That is very relatable. He starts doing his maths homework instead and yeah. then it's like half ten and he's like, okay, I guess I should go back to this. Yeah. And keeps kind of faffing around. But then Suzanne rings him mm. and invites him to go to the cinema to go see The Seventh Seal. Yes. Um, and she's Before Bill ha- and Ted, so he won't recognise any of the oh. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, this meant nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, she's, she's like, oh, you've seen it before, right? It's a Bergman film. And he's like, no. Oh. And Suzanne yeah, is like, fucking has, like he's sixteen. No, like Suzanne is kind of a dick about it. She's yeah, like, she what? is. This is when she starts being a bit of a yeah. dick. She's like, I can't believe you've never seen it. It's like, why the fuck would he have seen it? Yes, as my notes say, oh FFS Suzanne. Yeah, uh, and of course it is brilliantly parodied in Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey. Oh, because okay. that's where death and playing chess with death comes from. Oh, it's all from the Seven Seal. <laughs> So uh, you wouldn't even recognise that you wouldn't oh. even because it's few years before Bill and Ted. Oh, poor Ken. So never Ken, stood a chance. <laughs> be excellent to each other, Ken. No. <laughs> so uh, I think that's how I first uh, heard about the Seven Seal okay. was the because uh, the piss taken Bill and Ted. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, obviously this is a few years in the future. Um, so Ken knows he should work on a story, but of course he says he'll go. Yeah. Yeah. He's really running out of time now because he's it's already like it's super like late. It's, two days. It's due in like the day after the following day and now yeah. he said he's going to go to the cinema the following night oh, when he should Ken. be running on his story damn it Ken then he falls asleep yep. in his chair all night and then he's late for school damn it Ken <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Colin gives some actual sensible advice the yeah. next day at school about writing fiction mm. so um, he's all like less is more make sure you've said what you want to say as simply as you could don't make your composition sound as if you wrote it with a thesaurus in your lap very good advice yeah 
So fair play, Mr. That Collins. Is all good, yeah. But later he asks Ken if Ken is okay, and Ken is like, "Oh yeah, I was just up really late late last night working on the story, but he doesn't say that he didn't write anything." Yeah, yeah, and like he was, he tried to work on it. He just couldn't focus. Yeah, um, poor Ken. It's just not his meeting. It's not his bag. Yeah. Um. So his teammate Scott Trost throws a ball at him mm-hmm. in the corridor, and yeah. there's like some incomprehensible football talk. <laughs> It's just like, it's a lucky you're not a receiver, blah, 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 blah. Uh, whatever. I can't remember enough of the details in Friday Night Lights to remember. <laughs> yeah, to make sense of it all. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Scott is like, oh, you and Suzanne are not likely pair. Um, and this riles up Ken. And then Suzanne meets uh, him and asks him to dinner before the film. And he knows he should be working on the story, oh, but of man. course he says yes. Yeah. And then I think doesn't football practice is going to run late. Yes. So he's basically just going to have no time at all this evening. Yes. And it's all going tits up very quickly. Yeah. And as my notes say, Oh, Ken. Oh, Ken. <laughs> and Liz needed to turn up and he lies and is all like, oh yeah, everything's coming along great. And then Liz literally sort of leads him away from Enid, like a foot away. And goes, oh, God. Oh, what did you think of my story? Um, and of course he says he loves it. Yeah. Oh, what else were you going to say? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah, actually, Liz. Well, like, actually, I've got some feedback for you, Liz. <laughs> like, you fucking what? Some notes. <laughs> How dare you. Oh. <laughs> So later, he's of course he's got his five minutes to work on it, and he's staring yeah. at the blank page. Oh, oh, this is two in the morning, so he's actually been. Oh yeah, he's been and gone. He's been and gone. Yeah, he's had his, his night out, and we hear all about Liz's crappy story. Oh, it sounds shite, doesn't it? It's just about how amazing Sweet Valley is. Yeah, it's literally fucking yawn. Just about how amazing. It's a new kid has come in, has moved to town and yeah. walks around Sweet Valley and thinks Sweet Valley is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. that is literally That's it. basically it. Yeah. Um, so obviously Ken is impressed by this as well because he has drunk the Sweet Valley Kool-Aid and <laughs> anything that praises it is good of in course. his eyes. Yeah. So he thinks back to his date and it turns out they had dinner beforehand just the two of them him and Suzanne and it was great. Yeah. But then poor Ken was baffled. Oh. Baffled by the film. Yeah the film was just pure nonsense yeah. to him. Poor Ken. Yeah. You know fair to like Seven Seals is not really a <laughs> intro to art film that you know you could Get him in to the indie film, you know, the, yeah. the art house film. Get someone into that. You don't, in, don't drop him straight in the deep end. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, then, there was an amazing bit. <laughs> because he meets Suzanne's friends. First of all, he's never met any of them before. And uh, why does he not know them? Why aren't they in yeah. school? But one of them is called... <laughs> Alan Partridge! <laughs> His actual name is Alan Partridge. <laughs> it really is. And this was a, I don't know, about eight years before Alan Partridge Surely, yeah. hit the airwaves. Oh my God. It's amazing. So I actually shrieked when I saw, look at my notes. Here it all comes. One of them is called Alan Partridge. Oh my actual God. <laughs> That's a lot of exclamation marks. A lot. Sadly, Alan Partridge. Uh, the sports casual garb which he's doubtless oh wearing doesn't get to say very much no not so much doesn't really say anything no it's this guy called Mark does most of the talking oh he is a dick and he's an asshole and just oh. makes Ken feel really he's horrible sad he's really rude it's and so mean and yeah they make fun of Ken because he kind of like he thought the film was a load of shite which you know that's fair yeah fair play Ken you've so got your right think, to your opinion so Ken was like coming along to this they were going for pizza afterwards and Ken is like expecting everyone else to make fun of the film too but they're all raving about how brilliant it was Yeah. and then he's like oh you know it was really interesting but which one was Ingrid Bergman and they're all just like and they're all like oh my god Ingmar Bergman is the director yeah 
And then Mark is such a prick. He goes, don't worry, Ken. People make that mistake all the time. The two of them look so much alike. Oh, fuck and it. they all start laughing. And Mark is just so, he's just, there's an entire page of just being a prick. He's horrible, yeah. He's really condescending and rude and there's just no need for it. And he starts nearing a football and um, then Suzanne does something bad. Suzanne says, oh, Ken doesn't really care about all that. Oh. He just does football, does it, does plays football to keep in shape. Yeah. Like, so. she knows he cares about it. Yeah, so that's not cool, Suzanne. No, that's me. Not cool. And later he tells Suzanne, he doesn't fit in with her friends, and she's like, oh, give yourself time, you'll be bagging on about Ingmar Bergman too. Um, and Ken is about to protest, but then Suzanne kisses him. Mm. And he's like, oh, well. Oh, yeah, he's just so mad about her, he just kind of keeps glossing over all their clear issues. Yes, <laughs> that she is dismissive of his tastes, yeah. and that her friends were really rude to him, They're but she didn't horrible. defend them. Yeah. Didn't defend him. Mm. And later on, He's trying to write and he just can't do it. He knows Suzanne will dump him if he fails. Yeah. So he has a terrible idea. Uh oh. What is his idea? <gasps> He's just going to straight up steal that story. Yeah, he is. So yeah, the fact that like Liz hasn't ever shown the story to anybody else and he's kind of rationalising it because he's like, well, like no one else is going to see it. It's just going to be Mr. Collins yeah. reading it. Which it should be. Which you would expect would be mm. the case. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he's just like, fuck, I'll just, I'll just do this because it's just getting later and later. He's not going to get it written. He can't do it. And he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do no. this. So he just types out, a new, types out a new title page in a moment of desperation, yeah. puts his own name on it. And is just like, right, that's that done. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, that's... But he really feels terrible about it. He like, does. As soon as he does it, he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't see any other way yeah, around He, he really is trapped, or yeah. so he feels. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jess is enraged because she's discovered Lila is going to New York City. <laughs> she's going to miss the picnic. Oh, no. And she won't have time to help beforehand. Yeah. So now she's short-staffed. And Liz meets Ken and asks about a story wed because he's got to file it this morning. And Ken feels so guilty. He feels he has to tell the, tr- the truth. Aww. But then Jess turns up and starts giving out about Lila. <laughs> and the moment is lost. Yeah. For Ken to... Um, to come clean. Yeah. And then Jess is like, well, I suppose I'll get Lila to buy me some things in New York. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it's God, it's like whiplash her, you know, I know. following her mood swings. It's very changeable. <laughs> and then... Uh, Suzanne has her literary evening in a fancy annex to the school library. Yeah, it sounds really fancy, like wood panelled and yeah, fucking <laughs> hell. nice. Yeah. Um, and it's full. And Liz, God, I mean, I swing so uh, so quickly between <laughs> being annoyed by Suzanne's snobbishness, but then being like, "Fuck off, Liz." I know. So. Um, Elizabeth is happy for Suzanne there'd been a good turnout but she wondered whether it was because of the readings because there wasn't much else to do on a Wednesday like, night give her some credit yeah, <laughs> like <fuck> Jesus <laughs> she just can't let her have anything sorry there's no beach disco oh, on oh god yeah anyway you're there yeah so what are you else doing on make everybody Wednesday read night? your stupid poem yeah but Elizabeth continues to be super rude then because there's like these other people are getting up and reading their poems and she's just sitting there sneering like oh these poems are shy so one of them is really terrible and, you know it does sound terrible yeah. but she's like you know she knew how much the poem was meant to the girl but it just seemed silly and it's like well I hope someone laughs at your fucking poem if that's yeah. how you're going to be oh well no we learned that Wakefield oh. writing transcends of course everything yes so um Olivia is there she reads a poem mm-hmm. uh, Winston is there surprises everybody with an amazingly funny series of short poems yeah. um, they're her only friends the rest are some wanderers who yeah. we never hear from them we again. don't care about <laughs> and of course everybody thinks Liz's poem is brilliant oh god yes the applause began soft at first then full and sincere because you see <laughs> everybody else just got pity applause yeah, but not when a Elizabeth read hers that was some real ass applause oh they're just <laughs> crying with 
worship for oh, her. God. And Suzanne is all like, next time Ken can read something because if he puts the effort into writing, he could put into football. He'd be amazing. Um, and she disses sports. Liz yet again thinks she's a, she's a slob. Yeah. And um, she's unsettled that Ken didn't want to talk much about his story. But like, why should he? I mean, I know in this yeah, case like, it is because he stole her story. Yeah, but also stop badgering him. Like. Yes, <laughs> like you constantly are. Yeah. So uh, she's at the Oracle office. She's reveling in the quality of their boring sounding special edition. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the feast for the years that they had in this supposed, you know, super special edition. Like articles, an interview with Coach Schultz on the big game by John Meifer. Boo. Boo. Um, articles by Penny on the picnic of the parade from the top of Jet. An article about the history of Sweet Valley by the history teacher. The history teacher, yeah. And a piece by Olivia Davidson on the new mural in the post office. What? There's no f- proper features. No. <laughs> um, and it's one of the best issues they've ever done. Oh, God. But, um, oh, then Jessica comes in and uh, there's a problem with the posters for the picnic. The date is wrong. Yeah, and she... she- Gave the printer the wrong date. Damn it, Jessica. And so she uh, basically has to sit there and tip X everything out. Yeah, and write in the right one. Oh, and there's a great bit where she asks Liz, can she use the phone to call Frankly Speaking to get a plug for the picnic? <laughs> nice little throwback. Get Jeffrey Franks to give it... Oh, was he Jeremy Franks? Jeremy, Jeremy Franks. Franks, yeah. Um. So Liz is like, oh, Jessica, you're amazing. And then Penny comes in and says they have a last minute edition that's going to be on the front page. Of the, Ooh, of the oracle. Yeah, what could it be? <laughs> it's a story by Ken. Oh, God. Except it isn't by Ken, obviously. Of course, yeah. And Mr. Collins, this is terrible, Mr. Collins. It's really bad. Passed on his story that he that was his, you know, assignment that you think only your teacher is going to read. Yeah. He just passed it on to the entire newspaper staff. Oh, God. Yeah, because Elizabeth is like, oh, I never would have thought Ken would submit something. And Penny's like, oh, yeah, oh, he didn't. didn't. Yeah. Mr. Collins just brought it in. Like, why wouldn't he ask him if it's okay Mr. to Collins, do that? Mr. Collins, don't share his work with people. I know, yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, we're going to have a staff meeting in a few minutes, so you can talk about that, and then we'll agree to publish it and tell Ken. And everyone goes on about how what a wonderful work of genius the story is. And Liz is like, oh, we can't publish it because it's fiction. But it's so amazing that the others don't care. So, um... Uh, so yeah they uh, they can't reveal the truth so um, Liz runs off to find Ken and she waits outside the locker room with you can imagine the results and she confronts Ken and he's so horrified to find that they're going to share his oh, yeah, like plagiarised story he doesn't want this at all like. yes she feels sorry for him yeah she does because he's kind of like fuck this is not what was meant to happen at yes. all so yeah she's not actually mad well she's mad but you know yeah, yeah she can understand so she bump, he bumps into Suzanne who's heard about the story and she goes on about how oh Ken you need to hone your gift and enter this competition to win a summer seminar in jail oh, Jesus and he's like oh shit <laughs> no, none of uh, this have any interest in me whatsoever yeah he's in out of his head he's caught in a web of lies he is yeah um, and she's like you should drop football to concentrate on your art so that you can just win this game and go out in a blaze of glory oh god <laughs> so at home he's at his typewriter because he has an idea. And Suzanne calls asking him to an exhibition and she's a bit of a dick when Ken says he can't go. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it's like the first time he said he can't come to something and she's suddenly all harsh with him and like, oh, I can't see what's so important. This is special. And I told so she, everyone you'd be there and just kind of hangs up on him. Yeah. It's like, all right, that was rude. But then he doesn't care because he's got an idea. He has an idea for something he wants to say. Typing very slowly. It says he can't type, so why does he have a typewriter? They describe it as hunt and peck typing, which is yeah. really cute. It is super cute, but like, why does somebody who types like that fork out in an actual typewriter, typewriter know, that you yeah. don't use? Um, 
So the next day, Liz is taking the Oracle page proofs to the printers with her own story in it. And she meets Ken, who asks her to pull that story and replace it with his own special text. Yeah, Elizabeth's all kind of cold with him because she's like... Understandably, yeah. Which is fair. But yeah. yeah, she reads the story he's after writing and she's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. That's she's like, are you sure about this? And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. She's like, it's the bravest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. So then it cuts to Jessica and Winston. And we have shown in recent books that Jessica, like, or Winston sees through Jessica's bullshit. He's no longer in her thrall. Oh, no, not at all. Like. And so why is... Uh, in this, it's why is he why is he so easily swayed by her? Because mm. it's literally like Jessica. He's, his voice is cracking, uh, <laughs> and she could do any. He could he'll do anything to impress her. But she's gonna he's going to help her with the decorations, and he has an amazing idea for the decorations. <laughs> oh God! Do you want to share it? It's on um, page 115. Yeah, like if they're going to do like banners and streamers yeah, and stuff. Normal. But what Winston would like to do is make an enormous model of a computer out of tissue pa- tissue paper and chicken wire to put over the bandstand. You know, in honor of the town's leading industry. <laughs> wow! <laughs> they're all in the computer business. Hell, that and canning. <laughs> oh yeah, big can next to us, big old yeah. tin of beans. Um, so uh, yeah, apparently. Apparently, Winston has now taken, you know, several steps back and is now just brainwashed by Jessica. We'll do whatever she wants. Yeah. So the Oracle is out with this new story by Ken. And it's basically about somebody who has lied, but knew they had to come clean. Yes. So it's sort of a confession. Yeah. They it, could all read that it's, it's, it's kind about of, him. Yeah, it's, it's like, I cheated. The whole situation. Is, you know, I took credit for something that didn't belong to me. Yeah. And everyone knows it's about him. It's the talk of the school. He's been called into Chrome Dome. So he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be suspended. And Liz is actually really nice. She says, look, I'll come with you. I'll tell them I just helped you with your first story. Yeah. But then, you know, your but second you one was better. The second one. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I have to come clean. Mm. And Chrome Dome says, well, nor- so goes goes to the office and Chrome Dome says, normally you we'd fail you. But there are extenuating circumstances <laughs> because he, what are the extenuating uh, circumstances? The centennial game, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is literally it. Um, and you were really brave. And obviously you want to win the match. So... Mr. Hanlon has been proved right that they don't give a shit about academics and no. they do anything for their stupid sports. Yeah. Oh, it's not great. <laughs> so the paper would have gotten an A normally, but because of the circumstances, they'll bring it down to a C. Yeah. But that's still enough for him to pass the year. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's not great that they are giving special treatment to football players. Which they literally are. Which they totally are. But also, I'm kind of glad Ken is. Oh, okay. I am happy for Ken. And he <laughs> was brave. Him. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Mr. Collins is all like, you could be a writer between football practices. Ha ha ha. At least yeah. Mr. Collins acknowledges you could like two things. Um, so, uh, Happy Ken finds Suzanne and she's all, you've humiliated me in front of my friends who don't go to the school. Okay. So Suzanne calls Ken a common thief. Oh my God. Yes. That's so mean. Yeah, that is <laughs> harsh words. Like he's clearly written a very thoughtful you know, story about yeah. all this and how bad he feels about it. And she's like, you're a common thief. It's like, shut up, Suzanne. If you humiliate me in front of my friends who don't even go to the school. So yeah. how they know about this is inexplicable. Yeah. Um. So Ken shattered and he walks to the football field. But of course, everybody cheers. Oh, it's lovely because he's like, he's really yeah. sad now. And he's like, everybody else thinks like this too. Yeah. But then he comes, you know, up, up onto the field and everyone's like, oh, you're amazing. This is great. His teammates are there for him. They've which got is really back. nice. Yeah. Scott Trost, who's everywhere for some reason in this book. Yeah. <laughs> He makes a speech. Who is he? But yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, and Ken feels like he's at home. Yeah. So it's picnic day. Hooray. And unsurprisingly, everything is amazing. Of course it is. Because it's Sweet Valley. It rained like once in the series of 27 books. Yeah. <laughs> so of course it's sunny. And Elizabeth opens up her bedroom window and looks out to the beautiful Sweet Valley morning. Oh. 
Everything was perfect for Sweet Valley Centennial celebrations. <laughs> it couldn't have been a better day if it had been custom made. Oh, God. Oh, God, Lord. Style it down. <laughs> So, of course, there's loads of stupid events. Yeah. Like, there's a parade, and then there's an unveiling of a new mural, and then there's a party for Lionel Howard, who had turned 100 years old. Oh. And then there's a football game in the yes. afternoon. And Elizabeth could barely contain her excitement. <laughs> but then there's a kind of amazing moment, because Jessica is in distress. Oh, no. Yes. She uh, arrives in asking, does Elizabeth have any money? Or because Jessica needs money to get a plane ticket and escape. <laughs> Just to get out of town. She's out of here. <laughs> I have to move away from Sweet Valley and change my name. I'll let you know where I am in a couple of years. But you can't ever tell anyone. <laughs> Jess is amazing in this book. She's great. <laughs> she's very entertaining in this and the last one. Yes, yeah. Um, well, it's because she's she's being like endearing and not ruining anyone's life for no reason. This is you true. <laughs> good point. She's got no weird vendettas yes. for no good reason. So that's nice. <laughs> so we learned the reason she wants to escape town is because she forgot to confirm the caterers and now they have no food for no. the picnic. And it is meant to be a picnic. Yeah. So she comes up, she's desperate and she comes up with an idea. She's going to be the caterer. Uh-huh. And Liz remembers the old seafood lasagna or whatever it was that <laughs> yeah. she cooked and poisoned her whole family yeah. and um, <laughs> is a bit worried, understandably. Mm. So it's uh, it's time for the game. It is. And Everyone's you, there. Yeah, except Jessica because she's off working on the picnic. So you know Jessica's taking this seriously. She's, she's hard she's, at work. She's not in the cheer squad she's this time. She's missing from the cheer pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big gap. It really is serious. <laughs> and the Sweet Valley Chorus. Who the hell are they? Fuck if I know. They sing the national anthem. <laughs> All right then. Um, so the, the game begins. Yes. It's tense. It's, it is. There's... A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and it makes absolutely no sense to me. So nope. There's bonds being snapped and yeah. receiving and all kinds of things going on. I'm a snooty Suzanne Hanlon type. I don't understand this. Yeah. Oh, she turns ball. up though, doesn't she? So Suzanne is actually watching. Well, yeah, game. Liz notices. Uh, Liz mm. is there with Enid and um, she goes to get a hot dog and she notices Suzanne. She's like tensely watching the game. Yes. And... Uh, Ken somehow wins the game. Does yeah, like I literally scores just wrote, a I touchdown just, or a try just, or whatever the hell I wrote it is. Down, football, 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 football. Ken does a thing. They win. <laughs> <laughs> That's much more to the point than the actual book. Yeah, where it goes on for a very long time. Yeah, I don't know what it is he does exactly, but no. he gets a touchdown and hooray! It's all they all fine. win. Yeah, <laughs> and yet again he's carried aloft. Yes, um, and then Suzanne finds him, and is all like, "Oh, you're so brave. You're so amazing. I misjudged you." Fair. Yeah, and she's like, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. And it's like, oh, well, this is good. But then she's like, okay, well, now I apologize. Come to a history lecture with me and my friends. Ugh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're, I'm doing the kissing booth. <laughs> and understandably, she's not very happy about that. <laughs> but she frames it as being like, no, I've got to, you know, she says, like, you've you've got to grow up. Yeah, like, she kind of cuts him off even before realising, I suppose, what he's saying about this whole kissing booth situation. Yeah. But she's just like, oh, you know, grow up. All that stuff is behind you. You don't want to go to that silly picnic. And it's like, well, yeah, he does want to go to the fucking picnic. Yeah, he's like, calm it. down. <laughs> like, he's just won a game. He doesn't want to go off to a history lecture. <laughs> Which is, come on. I mean, come really. On, like, yeah. Um, so, yes, Ken is like, yes. It is time for me to grow up, to start making decisions on my own, like a mature person. She's like, oh, brilliant. And he's like, but my mature decision is not to go to the picnic. <laughs> In your face. Yeah. And then there's this bit is a bit that is unconvincing because he sort of looks at her as if he's seeing her for the first time and he yeah. realises he just loved an image and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and kind of realises how much she's been trying to change him and like not reciprocating at all when mm. he was interested in what she liked. Those parts are fine. Yeah. But then there's the bit where he says... 
You see, Suzanne, history lectures bore me. Art films bore me. Your friends bore me. And I guess if you want to know the truth, I guess you bore me too. Ooh, ouch. I know. That's <laughs> also, they clearly did actually have a bit of a spark. I mean, they did. They did have a nice time. A lot. They did nice little moments together. Yeah. And like, she wasn't boring, but she just wasn't a very good girlfriend, I suppose. No, she wasn't. And her dismissal of his interests was terrible. That was bad, yeah. But like, in terms of people's terrible boyfriends in the history of Sweet Valley <laughs> I just feel that they I don't know were they trying to make her more of a nuanced person I think I was just surprised oh, yeah. that she had a sense of humour and she she did and they, they kind of her family were nice they and, were you know they just really had a downer on sports but <laughs> um, it was a bit pathological but uh, I suppose she she could have been worse She oh she absolutely could which have. is not a good reason to go out with somebody no but like yeah, all the way through the book, it was like, she was grand. They just obviously had very different interests, but it was only kind of towards the end. She kind of started to get, you know, a yeah. bit bitchy. Also, Ken never said, I don't like this. That's true. So, you know, can't <coughs> really complain to some extent. Yeah, he'd kind of just go along with it and be like, well, this is what you're supposed to do when you're yeah. in a relationship with somebody. But it's like, you can also just tell her that you're not really into this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, let's just agree that we have different tastes and we don't have to yeah. hang out with you each other. You don't have to like all the same things. Anyway, no, he... he just he's gives he's quite cold. He, he's yes. like, see you around. Mm. He walks off. So, cut to the picnic, where Liz has been kissing people for two fucking hours. Yeah. What? I have questions. Go on. <laughs> I think we all do. Do any immediately spring to mind? Like. <laughs> So, okay, Where you, you, you pay a dollar for a kiss, but like, I'm assuming it's just other students. But like, does that mean that any old random creepy old oh, guy can just walk up and that. be like, oh, kiss a kiss. Like, oh, I bet they do. You know? And is it like on the cheek or on the lips? I'm guessing it's the lips. I mean, that kind of seems to be what it would be. Is it like, like tongues? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't. But the not. whole thing <laughs> is absolutely demented. <laughs> so... It's horrifying. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, I got two hours. Oh, oh God. Mm. Ugh. I'm literally wiping my mouth. Yeah. The it's bad. But then, to make up for that, there's a great moment. Because who's performing? Oh, It's the droids. Hooray for the droids. <laughs> and I am not going to describe the outfits because we will save that for mm. you. But we do hear that Dana is prancing around the stage in a near frenzy. As only Dana can. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish we could see this glorious vision. And then get very excited about this because Liz, with her with her strange eye for uh, <laughs> spotting oh, people who might or might not need her help, or will at least give her an opportunity to yeah. inflict her help on people, <laughs> spies Lynn Henry. Oh, ho. And uh, Lynn is in their class and we're told, she never met her before obviously, mm. and we're told that uh, she's terribly shy. As far as Elizabeth knew, Lynn didn't have any friends. Fucking hell. So, but she also has never seen her outside of school. So for all she knows, she's Lynn is friends. having friends, you know, outside of school. Who would blame her for not wanting to hang around know, with Sweet yeah. Valley monsters? Yeah, but Lynn is just kind of standing there staring at the droids while they're playing like she's fascinated and Elizabeth is like, hmm, something's going on here. <laughs> yes, and then it's obviously it means something toward this music. And then uh, uh, Elizabeth thinks, oh, I'm just getting carried away again. It's her writer's imagination. Oh, stop it. Ugh, just your <laughs> interfering nosiness is what it is. Yeah. And then 
Oh, this bit is amazing. So, uh, you know, Jessica is conspicuous by her absence and Liz is wondering where she is. And she realises that when there is food set up in the picnic, mm. but instead of hot, dog or hot dogs, hamburgers and fried chicken, there's just lots of trays of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and lots of bags of crisps. Yeah. Now, when I read this first, I didn't realise that jelly was jam. And I was just like, what oh, yeah. is this disgusting yes. concoction? Mm, it doesn't sound good when you think it's When we jam. say it's jelly is what Americans or, say, jello. Je- yes, exactly. And to be honest, even peanut butter and jam. It's still not great. great. I've tried it and I'm like, nah. Uh, no, I don't. No. Like, Independently, great. I don't even like jam. Together, don't know. And I only really like peanut butter, really, like in yeah. sort of a satay sauce. Oh, okay, uh, you're too fancy. I'm very fancy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'd have a peanut butter sandwich, if needs be. Uh, or just some peanuts. That'd be grand. Yeah. Uh, but um, realise that Jessica has spent all morning making these uh, <laughs> sandwiches. But no, let the picnic seem to mind the oh. simple fare. Oh, all right then. Um, and uh, yeah, Regina and Bruce approach Liz and say, like, having a good time. <laughs> and Liz says, it feels as if my lips are going to fall off. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what have they made you do? Why? <laughs> And then Regina's like entranced by the droids and says, I knew music was going to be wonderful, but I never thought it could be this good. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> you know, the droids are the, the pinnacle. The are the pinnacle, it's true. Well, that's fair enough. You're not going to top them. Yeah. Actually, yeah, very true. <laughs> it's like, have we got a problem here? No. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, then Bruce says to Liz, I'm sorry about your lips, br- uh, Liz, <laughs> but I'm sure there are a lot of worse ways to raise money. Well, not much worse. <laughs> I mean, in terms of things that are legal to do for a charity. It's pretty rough. If I now say Bruce and Regina to comment on the kissing, like, this is a totally normal thing to do. Oh my God. Yeah, Elizabeth is like, oh, it is for a good cause, but I must have kissed 150 guys this afternoon. That's... Why are they making you do this? I'm so upset. But Bruce is looking for Jessica. And he can't find her. Yes. And Liz can't, hasn't seen her either. And then after Bruce and Regina walk off, <laughs> it's amazing. Liz hears a voice calling her name in a stage whisper. Yeah. Like, Liz, Liz, Liz. <laughs> and it's Jessica hiding in a bush. Amazing. Amazing. She, <laughs> Literally. She, she parted the branches and found Jessica crouched <laughs> low inside the bush. <laughs> the mental image. Fantastic. It is incredible. Oh. Um. So Bruce spe- sees her and he drags her off to the stage and just is like, oh no. Yeah, Jessica's been hiding because she's mortified because everyone paid $7 each for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and potato chips. Yep. So yeah, she said she left the, the receipts for Bruce and ran and only came back because she wanted to make sure they didn't mistake you for me and lynch you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is thoughtful of her. Actually, you're usually thoughtful. She's usually she happy. Just, she just let Liz take the fall for yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm actually surprised she did that. Yeah. Um, so Bruce gives a speech and it's, uh, he said, thanks everybody in kind of cheesy way. And then reveals that Jess's catering saved so much money um, because she didn't go to the fancy caterers she yeah. just made her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches the picnic made a fortune Hooray. and it is kind of brilliant that Jess uh, sort of covers and is like oh yes uh, I'm oh, she gl- recovers beautifully yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like this wasn't it wasn't worth spending the money this is supposed to be a fundraiser and the point of a fundraiser is to raise lots of money. I decided to cut costs and serve sandwiches and potato chips. Oh, wow. Amazing. So, I fair if, um, play, Jess. I wonder you handled if that, that, very well. that money that's raised is going to go towards fixing those fucking roads around by the Martins house. Because, come on, people. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Big sweep of the glass. Get a good <laughs> yeah. bin collection. Come on. Yeah, well, I'd like to think so, but we know that You'd won't hope, happen. But, yeah. No, they don't <laughs> care about poor people. They really don't. Um, so... 
Meanwhile, uh, the droids kick back in to, to the beat. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oh, do they? No, the crowds are just clapping. Jalyn is just walking away from the bandstand. Oh, no. And she looks terribly depressed. Oh. And she's crying. And of course, although Elizabeth didn't know Lynn well, she wondered if there was anything to do to help her. <laughs> now, normally I would think it's nice to see if you can do something for somebody who's yeah, upset. who's upset, yeah. But we know that her motivation is just no, pure interference. She just insists on inserting herself into people's issues. And it's like, there is no need for you to get involved here. Yeah. Step away. <laughs> yes. She will never, ever learn. No. So uh, she try, She sort of tries to follow her, but then she gives up. Um, and uh, Elizabeth made a move to follow, but then collected herself. She had made her gesture of friendship. <laughs> Elizabeth had to respect this desire to be alone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how that's all going to play out, definitely. Yeah. The next book is just about Elizabeth leaving Lynn alone. Yes. <laughs> It's actually really thin. It's just like one page. Yeah. Um, and then, as the droids begin to tune their instruments for the next song, they're not an orchestra. Like what? If their instruments go out of tune with a five minute break, yeah. they really need to invest in what are some you doing, lads? Better, better gear. And uh, Elizabeth, because she's really, God, it's since Todd left. You'd think it would make her more independent, but it's just made her more interfering. Because all true. the books since he left, it's just been her poking her nose She's in. She's too much time on her hands. Yeah, just get a hobby. Well, if she didn't believe that people could only do one thing at a time, now. she would be better occupied. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's just thinking about, nosing about Lynn. It's like, it's strange she didn't seem to have any friends. Mm. Well, in fairness, you know, given the options, it's Sweet Valley. <laughs> Can you blame her? I, I, I can't. <laughs> And then Liz eggs. it must be terrible, she thought, to be in such a large group of people and not be friendly with anyone. Elizabeth's heart went out to the girl. Then and there, Elizabeth made a promise to herself. When she returned to Sweet Valley High on Monday, she would make an effort to get to know Lynn Henry a little better. Oh. Lynn has been in your class for at well. least four years <laughs> and you've done nothing. No. So you see her crying next to the droids once and it's so you're like, oh, maybe this person who has no friends so I should actually be friendly to her and not yeah. have ignored her for four years. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. And the, the can oh. you read the final tagline? Yes, okay. So, for our next book, Can Elizabeth Help Lynn Henry Overcome Her Shyness? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 28. Alone, Alone in, in the crowd. crowd. Oh, and I cannot even describe how excited I am about this. That it's is my or Sweet Valley book, my or text, my favourite <laughs> Sweet Valley book. It has the the theme tune. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to take the ukulele into the studio. You the sure are. To full version. <laughs> God damn you are. Day after day, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> this is how it's always been. Yay. I'm on the outside. She is looking in. Do, 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 do. Oh, wow. Oh, there'll be more of that. It's Just so more into the months. <laughs> So, on that bombshell, to quote quote Suzanne's friend, Alan Partridge. Oh, God. Um, Do you have any stats and outfits? I do. Okay. So, the Wakefield blondness gets mentioned three times. Oh, my God. Another below average episode. If you thought that was below average. What? The blue green eyes get one mention. I'm I'm actually speechless. I know. I'm speechless. I'm just goggling at her. Oh my lord It's terrible It is terrible Yeah Fucking hell I know It's very disappointing <laughs> I'm stunned Hopefully the next book Won't leave us down like that Well I don't know We can we, only hope We can't predict them now <laughs> They've been going down A bit recently They have They have They need to pick Their game back up again Yeah Yeah. So any other good stats Okay so we have Some 
outfits. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Suzanne at one point uh, is looking just wonderful Ooh. in a short skirt and a loose-fitting silk pullover that accentuated her willowy figure. It's sort of odd silhouette. Isn't it? Yeah. A loose-fitting, so it's like a silk jumper? A silk pullover? Yeah, I guess it must be. Might be the silk, aren't they? They are. I love a bit of silk. <laughs> they really are. Well, they <laughs> have to, you know, keep those dry cleaners in business. Dry cleaners in business, yeah. Uh, that's true. But anyway, the day is absolutely saved by Dana Larson. Oh, God, yes, it is. <laughs> so at the picnic, when the droids are up on stage, as Dana's jumping around in a frenzy. <laughs> uh, prancing in a pr- frenzy. Prancing, you're right. Dana Larson, the lead singer, was wearing... Are you ready? <laughs> okay, <laughs> You're not ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready. (laughs) So Dana was wearing a red parachute silk jumpsuit. Oh, yes. I'm literally clenching my fist and doing a sort of a fist pump. Love her so much. Oh, she's the best. Thank God for Dana Larson. And her jumpsuits. (laughs) Oh, there are going to be more jumpsuits. There are going to be more in the next book. It's going to be jumpsuits. It's not even going to be just just Dana wearing them. So excited. Oh, it's all been building up to this for me. (sighs) It really has. I was going to say it'll be downhill from there, but no, it won't. No, it won't. Because there is a lot of. We're reaching crazy town. <laughs> we really are. Oh, this next one's going to be great. In fact, I think this next one is the only reason you wanted to do a podcast. It kind <laughs> so of is. to cover Alone in the Crowd. It really is. <laughs> I'm actually quite sorry that my my sister Jenny, uh, who very very familiar with the taglines, wasn't... Uh, she was over at the weekend and if she just stayed a bit longer, um, she, if only she could, she could come in and do a duet. <laughs> she lives in London, so it's not that easy. But um, oh, there will be there'll be music next oh, week. It's gonna be great. You don't feel like playing the drums, do? Doing an Emily Meyer. My rhythm isn't that's so good. Well, <laughs> do you not remember the jingle bells? Oh, that's true. <laughs> it took quite a few takes to get me at all in time. <laughs> oh well, maybe the Christmas episode will have to bring back those jingle bells for round two. Uh, Actually, um, at Christmas, I think our Christmas episode this year. Now, we have a, a an embarrassment of riches. Mm. We could do one of the Christmas specials. Oh, we could. The one where Suzanne Devlin comes back. Yes. Yeah, special Spoiler Christmas. Alert. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, there's there's some sagas. There is. That's that true. we haven't touched. So yeah. let us know, re- listeners, because, you know, Christmas at this stage is, you know, just a couple of months away. Yeah, oh my God. We need to get ourselves psyched up. So let us know, mm. would you like, as a Christmas episode, another saga? Yeah. Or a Christmas special, or an actual Christmas book, yeah. Or maybe never know. We could do one of each, maybe. Mm. Keep the keep that Christmas spirit. Maybe we'll be feeling super generous like that. <laughs> we just really want to fuck the numbers up even oh, yeah. more. We're just gonna make this as difficult we have as possible. No idea for what's ourselves. going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, that is one of the classics. Love struck. Oh, amazing! It's gonna be two bangers in a row. Great and. Um, you can get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about Suzanne and the Ka- Suzanne Ken dynamic and mm. the preponderance of sports in the Sweet Valley High <laughs> schedule um, at SVH Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and find out more about the amazing podcasts at, at HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff. Yeah. And um, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes if you oh. can, if you enjoy the show because that would really help us out. Yes, and spread the word because yeah. we know there's a lot of you out there. And <laughs> we know that maybe others would benefit from appreciating, yeah. you know, the uh, the the complex sociological <laughs> dynamics. 
Oh, sweet Valley, California. Yeah. We know we're not alone in the crowd. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. Well, we can't top that. Okay. So on that bombshell again, we will leave you and we will be back in two weeks to yeah. find out, can Elizabeth save Lynn Henry from being alone, alone in the crowd? <laughs> See you then, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.